Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will say Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. First of all, come see our live shows. We're playing in a lot of places. Go to whoweekly.us, see our live shows. Second of all... Sound a little more excited about that before you okay. move on. Come see our live shows. <laughs> We're performing live in a lot of places. We're performing in San Francisco and Seattle and Los Angeles and New York and Philadelphia and Boston and D.C. Go to Detroit. Come to Atlanta. Come to all these places. You'll have a good time, we promise. You'll have as good of a time as Tessa Thompson appears to be having in the photos accompanying this headline. Tessa Thompson sits on a human chair while filming, you guessed it, Westworld in New York City. I thought this show, I thought they'd abandoned this show. I thought okay. they were just supposed to make no, us forget TikTok that this existed. No, is like, my TikTok is like 85% people taking videos of the Westworld filming. Wait, I did see the random woman actually accidentally walk into the set of Westworld. That was amazing. I, I thought that was old, but it's new. And somebody spotted the car and like went right up to the car and like took video of it and was like, yep, this is Westworld. A PA was like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, we've seen this car before. Like, don't worry about it. We know what this car looks like. I'd you know, say, the car spoiler, with the side seats, the little oh, couch know, inside the car. Okay. I know the car. I have such a, like, sketchy recollection of Westworld at this point that, like, I can't even say this is a spoiler because who knows if I'm even right. But I'm just like, I thought it says that Ed Harris and Tessa Thompson were filming a scene together. And I was like, I thought literally both of those people died in the show last season. <laughs> Didn't they both die? Does it what matter is, in Westworld? What is death, you know? I don't know. Okay. I don't have <laughs> any clue what happened last season on Westworld. Like, there's nothing <laughs> I, I need more than, anymore. like, last season on Westworld. You know, like, I, if you showed me that reel, I would be like, oh, did it? If you, West, last season on Westworld was, like, a different world. We don't even, we don't even, like. <laughs> That's the point. Do you even remember what it was like? We need, like, we need, like, the Bravo, like, da 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 And it's, like, previously on Westworld. Like, that's what I need. You need like a whole year to explain or, you know, to explain what happened last time on Westworld, let okay. alone what it felt like. It's its own work. It's its own job keeping up with Westworld. Okay. You're listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's start with comments. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. I had to call in after the, your diatribe against Rashida Jones's shirt. Because when you started talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, they're her shirt from the Expedia commercial, which is eight to ten sizes too big. 
But strangely enough, you were not talking about the Expedia commercial where she's wearing a giant mustard-colored shirt. You were talking about the Citibank commercial where she's wearing a giant blue and white striped shirt. So my question is, is this part of her rider? Does she demand oversized shirts or I walk? The mustard-colored shirt sleeves in particular are absolutely insane balloons, and I need you to figure that out. Crunch, crunch, this bitch was inside the Eiffel Tower. Okay, this is shocking to me. This is a this is shocking, right? Like this is this is yeah, a trend I'm for her. Confused. This is just I her style. I feel like we opened a door, like a portal to hell. Does she always wear giant shirts? I looked for more photos of Rashida Jones just walking around. I don't think she wears giant shirts in her day to day life, okay, but I feel but like when she she's in glam, does she demand them in in ads? Is something about Rashida Jones wearing a giant shirt like gonna sell the product? It stands to reason she might demand giant shirts or she takes her stylist with her from shoot to shoot. And the stylist is like, Rashida, you look great in big shirts. Focus groups where they're like... Turning the knob. (laughs) The shirt just keeps getting bigger and the audience keeps responding better. You know, like small shirt, tight shirt. They're like, we will not sign up for Citibank credit or we will not go to Expedia.com. But as the shirt gets bigger, for some reason, everyone's freaking going crazy what is that what is it like uh the 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 linear relationship like there's a there's a graph that just keeps rising and the x-axis is like <laughs> brand brand loyalty and the y-axis is like shirt size or, or something <laughs> it's like yeah and, this the, shirt's and as through the, the shirt gets bigger the brand loyalty gets stronger it gets stronger and stronger and stronger Rashida, they want to see you in a giant shirt. She's like, "Ugh, fine." I don't even know. I don't even know what to say here. So it's like, what do you think is going on? What, how, like, speculate about this? I think all that means is that Rashida Jones likes wearing big shirts. That's it. I've, it's simple. I've done all the speculating I can do on this topic. I think she just likes a big shirt. Hi, this is a message for Bobby. Um, I think that um, Ava Amari listens to Who Weekly and heard your theory about how she is contractually forbidden from mentioning her mother um, by name or relationship on her Instagram because this weekend she posted like probably 25 photos um, of her mom, tagged her mom, said my mom multiple times in the captions and in the stories. So um, you've maybe, maybe you, maybe they canceled the contract or filming something they they rebonded who knows but anyway i think she she specifically was pointing that tag at you okay this will go i think this really is just a coincidence i don't think it'd be it'd be lovely if like someone eva amurray knew was like they're on to you eva <laughs> you gotta post some photos of your mother i think this is just a coincidence because it's literally her 75th birthday this is rare this is rare. No, During clearly she's not listening to the podcast. Get yeah, a grip, I know, but, people. But I, I know that she wouldn't be. But I think even in in my mind, it, it's like flattering to think that like, oh, maybe someone in her orbit listened and thought it was funny and told her. But I don't think that happened at all. No, I think it's just she would be. It lucky. was her 75th birthday. She would be lucky to have somebody in her orbit that listens to this podcast and would share it with her. What kills me is that in this photo with Eva and her dear mother, Susan, Susan almost looks like a different person to me. Like Mm -hmm. she is conforming to her daughter. Like when she stands up to her daughter, I'm like, I don't know that woman, you know, Mm -hmm. she's a different Mm -hmm. woman. She also tagged Susan's Instagram, but she also tagged her sweater brand, which is like, like classic Eva Marie (laughs) style. White and Warren for her sweater brand. And, um, as if Susan would put her name anywhere near Warren. But Susan's Instagram handle is really funny. <laughs> I didn't know this existed. Susan loves everyone. Yeah. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, long time, long time. Um, I am a plastic surgeon, and I was uh, calling in because you guys talked about uh, Linda Evangelista and Cool Sculpting. Um, so I don't, and just in case you want to know more about this, so the paradoxical adipose hyperplasia is really rare, um, but the, like, actual reported incidence in the literature varies. Cool sculpting itself says it's, like, about one in 4,000 people experience it. 
Um, and the thing uh, that is interesting about it or is that Linda said that she's, like, undergone multiple procedures, and usually the, like, treatment for this is just traditional liposuction to actually, like, remove the fat um, because the cool sculpting works by, like, freezing the fat cells and they die in your body, um, like, metabolizes them and cleans it up, which is why the area shrinks. Um, it can also take uh, multiple treatments and um, – can be relatively uncomfortable. So those are some fun facts about cool sculpting. Uh, crunch, crunch, good form, Bellhorn. Love when a doctor tells me something's going to be relatively uncomfortable. It's like <laughs> on the scale of the face that's like, yay, the face that's like, no, what is that? Yeah? Wait, on which, the pain scale. Oh, the pain scale, the pain scale, the pain yeah, scale. But I can't, yeah, I can't. You know visually what that is, but I can't really quite show you. The pain that, the, yeah. you know, there's a face that's like, yay, and there's a face that's like, bah! you know, like which yeah. is the face is that? That's the like, ooh, you know that? Is it that? Yeah. Well, I just like when a doctor, when you say, when you ask a doctor, is this going to hurt? And the doctor goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the no, irony of this that. entire cool sculpting drama is that the solution for the cool sculpting is fuck up school. that happens one in 4,000 is just liposuction, which would be what the person would have gotten before cool sculpting existed. So it's like mm-hmm. almost. it's irony is it irony i don't know if it's irony is that what irony (laughs) is that the definition of irony and last morse that really got us all fucked up on what is irony and what isn't i'm very insecure about what i think irony is you know it's like well i feel very secure in my understanding of irony the problem is like i feel at the at the in the Deep in my heart, I feel like I know what irony is, but the response to Alanis Morissette ironic makes me question myself, even though I'm pretty sure I'm right usually. That's what I'm saying to you. It's like, even if you think you know, you're like thinking about Alanis Morissette and you're like, okay, rain on your wedding day is not irony, right? Because it's just (laughs) rain on a day. But like, are there other things that are kind of ironic in that song? It's a black fly in your Chardonnay. It's a death row pardon. Anyways, you get it. Moving on. The name Strictly Come Dancing that you guys were talking about, um, it's always annoyed me as well because obviously grammatically it doesn't make sense. But it actually comes from a show that was on the BBC in the UK for literally 50 years off and on, which was called Come Dancing. And when they brought it back in this iteration, they, I don't know, maybe they wanted to sex it up or something. So they combined it with um, Strictly because of Strictly Ballroom, the Baz Luhrmann film, which is like, I guess, so hot and spicy. So they got Strictly Come Dancing. But most people in this part of the world, I'm in Ireland, um, actually just call it Strictly, which is good. A relief for those of us who are frustrated by grammar. I'm sure you got loads of calls about this, but just in case you didn't, there you go. Grateful for Sharna. Incredible. Thank you. Have you seen Strictly Ballroom? The movie? No, I've never seen it. Really? No, I've never seen it. Are you curious? I'm... (laughs) Are you curious? I guess now I'm curious. It gives... It's it's very Muriel's Wedding vibes to me. I'm not the biggest fan of... Boz Lerman movies, but I've never seen Strictly Come Dance, uh, Strictly Ballroom, so maybe it's, I haven't seen enough of them. It is weird that uh, that Strictly Ballroom, which to me feels like a niche, but I think it was one of those movies that was like a, like My Big Fat Greek Wedding, where it was like made, you know, it was like small, but then it was huge. Three dollars, yeah, yeah, but uh, that influenced this very commercial show, Come Dancing, mm-hmm. now called Strictly Come Dancing. Let's put this word in the title because this this movie is trending. It'll it'll rough it up a little. It'll give it a little bit more grit or something. Cause come da- come dancing is too, you know, posh. Ladies and gentlemen, your host for Come Dancing 1989, Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and a very warm welcome to this, the 40th year of Come Dancing. Just think, when this program started in 1949, there was only one television channel and everything was in black and white. And here we are now with one of the most glamorous and certainly most colorful programs on television. Mm-hmm. And I was looking up the uh, the show Come Dancing. Was The caller said, the caller was like, oh, 50 years or something. Yeah, 50 years this show was on. 
one of television's longest running shows. Yeah. Was it celebrities? No, it was no, just, they were not. It was just normal normals. dancers. Yes, that were and then when they brought dancing. it back, when they brought it back, they were like, you know, what could really freshen this up? Famous people, <laughs> and people call it strictly. We're not good at much in America, but we are good at being direct and dancing with the stars still reign supreme as very directly what the show is. That's true. Right. Okay, next call. <laughs> Hi, Who Weekly, long time, medium time. I'm calling because I'm listening to this week's episode about Nina Ogdahl on the big blue couch. And I just wanted to let you guys know that um, my fabrication team actually built that couch and it was fucking huge. Um, I just got really excited when I was listening to the podcast that um, that you guys brought it up because it's something that I worked on and I'm super excited to hear about it. And I let the whole team know that built it that you were that they spoke about it on my favorite podcast. And um, yeah, keep up the good work. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Wait, I'm crying that this guy had to tell his team like they talked about this giant couch on my favorite podcast. The people are probably like, what fucking podcast do you listen to? <laughs> They talked about the big couch. Are you listening to the Murdoch murders too? <laughs> <laughs> when would they talk about the couch? Um, people didn't believe also, that the couch was so huge. I like that it came straight from the horse's mouth. Is that the saying? <laughs> that is the saying. <laughs> that, that the couch the was saying. indeed huge. People were like, I loved all the small. tweets that were like, damn, that couch is big. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had no idea the couch was this big. It's a huge fucking couch. Yeah, it's a huge couch. And it's not because Nina is small, but she is small, but not short. And uh, the couch is huge. The caller saying, keep up the good work is really funny to me because it's like, we're just making a podcast. You're building giant couches. I know. That's way more I impressive. Wish. I, you keep up the good work. If someone said build a giant couch, I wouldn't even know where to start. I mean, this couch is beautiful. Promote your fabrication company, person. What happened to the couch after, you think? Disassembled. Disassembled. Throw no, it in the trash. Not in somebody's house? What are you going to do with the giant blue couch? That doesn't fit anywhere. I'm just saying I hope the big blue couch went to a nice home. I, I worry about that. I worry about that. I don't think it's in anyone's home. Um, Hi, Lindsay Robbie. I just had to pause the pod because the caller and you guys both said that Leonardo DiCaprio is the modern day Susan Lucci. Um, obviously that was true at one point, but right now it's obviously Amy Adams. Come on. Grateful for sure. Well, it was, it was Leo before Leo won it. And now it's the next person, which is, I actually feel like it's Glenn, to be honest. (laughs) If we're being real, it's Glenn. Glenn's never going to win. Yeah. It's longer lasting. Glenn's going to win a lifetime achievement award or whatever. Well, Amy's, has Amy been nominated more? Like, Glenn's, it's been a longer story, but I think Amy technically has more nominations. She has one, two, three, four, five, six. Amy Adams has six Academy Award nominations. Oh, oops. <laughs> well. Glenn has eight. Oh, it's Glenn. <laughs> so it's Glenn. I want them both to win Oscars for just for various reasons. I think they deserve Oscars. Great. But Get the story. What are Get this narrative Oscars out of the for? life. Right. But I think I'm more, I think it's more urgent that Amy Adams wins an Oscar because Amy Adams is younger. Amy Adams has like more of a career ahead of her. And I'm sick of Amy Adams taking roles to win Oscars. Like she needs to, she needs the freedom that winning an Oscar gives you where you right, can you do more Right, you want Amy Adams to win her fucking Oscar so she can go back to taking roles that make, that actually are fun, right? Yeah, it's like quit taking Hillbilly Elegy just because it sounds really good on paper and that you think so you're going to get a nomination. funny that these two were in Hillbilly Elegy together and they both <laughs> had the same conundrum, which is when will I win an Oscar? And both of them thought, both of them thought together this would be a good way to solve that problem. Maybe we'll both get one from this movie, this stinker of a film. I'm just, I'm just imagining them like, reading the script and being like this is this is doable okay hearing ron howard's there yeah okay netflix is involved and they're like well i don't love that it's getting a netflix release but like whatever they don't know about the pandemic and then they get to their trailers they open up their closets i know this isn't how movie work movies work but it's like they open their closet and they and see their the costumes yeah, and their the wig and they're like oh no there. Right. Like, oh, fuck. They do the thing in, like, America's Exile Model where they turn the chair around to face the mirror. Like, they give her the haircut makeover. (laughs) They're like, we got you. You're going to look great. They slowly turn Glenn around to reveal. I want um, everybody to come over here. 
Part of being a top model is about accepting change, about being a blank palette. I have the top people in the industry here that have molded and shaped my career. And I want to commend 12 of you for being open. But there are two of you, and you know who you are, that pissed me off. Awful. The, Awful. the Oscar dream just dissipates into the air. Oh. He's like, bye. <laughs> I'm going to find Margot Robbie. See ya. Margot Robbie. I don't know. She didn't even. I don't know why that's my Oscar like winner. Can you name? Can you name all of Amy Adams's uh, Academy Award nominations? No. Okay. Arrival. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole thing. That was the whole thing. She didn't even get nominated. <laughs> you already lost. That's the best movie she's ever done. Amy Adams had won for Junebug. Think of what her career would have been now. She would not have been waving from a window, I'll tell you that. If Amy Adams would have won for Junebug, Donald Trump wouldn't have been the president. (laughs) There would not be. COVID would have been stopped at its tracks. The sliding doors of Amy Adams winning her Oscar early would have just been A lot of wrongs would have been righted had Amy Adams won for Junebug. Oscar Weekly, um, can you tell me what Squid Game is and why I keep seeing it everywhere? Thanks. Uh, grateful for Squid Game. So Squid Game is everywhere. Squid Game is everywhere for really interesting reasons. So we'll talk about like the main breakout who from this, which I guess she's arguably a them in many ways. But it's such a, it's enough. like, okay, it's good. But like, it's a Netflix creation top to bottom. This is like, this is the algorithm, the algorithm at work in the best way. So Netflix was literally like, we need to fund more international studios. Like, we need a big hit that's not from America. Like, let's start giving more money to other, like, Netflix outposts. They give Korea a bunch of money. Netflix Korea. Netflix Korea hires this writer who's been working on this script But that's what's so fascinating about this is that all the American Netflix-made stuff is cheap and kind of not great at this point because it's a low common denominator. So Mm -hmm. the money that Netflix has to spend on development, they're giving elsewhere. And that's why we're getting like good, beautiful, expensive foreign content like this Mm -hmm. or whatever. And And they did like, they did all the work apparently like dubbing it in dozens of languages so that it was from the jump available completely internationally in tons of markets and now it's so popular it's like their most popular show of all time um and there was another thing that i pasted down here where it's doing so well in some countries because this gets into like tech stuff and like isp things but it's south korea um a broadband firm this is from reuters a broad fan a broadband firm in south korea sued netflix because they were spending so much money providing this content via their broadband servers because like Netflix doesn't have to pay. Ha- There's some loophole that makes Netflix not pay to be like, um, what am I trying to say? They don't have to pay no network idea. usage fees. So basically it's like, it's hugely popular in every sense. So popular that it's literally breaking servers. It reminds me of Casa du Papel's popularity on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Money Heist. Money Heist is so fucking good. Squid Game, also kind of an ensemble. You've got a lot of characters. It reminds me of Snowpiercer in terms of tone. You know, it's like we love Black Mirror now. We love mm-hmm. we love these dystopian <laughs> dramas, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. true. And this really fits into that category. Like, America slowly waking up to the fact that, like, class divisions exist. Um, like, oh, interesting. That's very interesting. Well, that's what, so, I mean, that's literally what, that's what um, Snowpiercer was. You know, that's mm-hmm. literally what that is. Yeah. It's a mixture of something that's genuinely good that people like and there's a lot of money spent on it and the Netflix marketing machine, which we've groaned about before, but is actually like able to put something in somebody's face, a lot of people's faces very uh, quick and successfully. Yeah. It was just like one of those things like I don't know how to feel about it. Like I was a little disheartened by it because I was like, I just thought it was cool that this thing organically bubbled up and then everyone's watching it isn't that great because I do love when everyone's watching something, even if I don't like it, like the Queen's Gambit. It's like, I'm happy to participate in this narrative, even though I might be a little late. Like I have to finish Squid Game. Everyone's talking about Maid suddenly with Margaret Qualley. It's like, okay, give I, me a break. But that's, I can't even but that start to me is the Maid opposite, until I like, Squid Game. Of this phenomenon. It's like Squid Game is good. I'm not watching Maid. Like, no. I'm not watching Maid. I, I might watch Maid, but it's like, give me a second to get through this. This was extremely deliberate to, like, find the show that was going to hit. Still, it works. It's good. It seems like whenever you're reading about stuff like this, it's like, oh, it seems like the 
general consensus of like the breakout star is this model named Hoyeon Jung. Hi, I'm Hoyeon. I'm gonna show you my skincare and my makeup. My skincare is custom from clinic in Korea. And she's like kind of a legend. She was on Korea's Next Top Model and was the runner-up, excuse me, Next Top Model 4 and was the runner-up. She's already gotten a lot of attention in fashion magazines like Vogue and W over the past like five, six years. So she existed she was in, in the New modeling York world. When she was called to come do this. Like mm-hmm. she was cast somehow, thrown into the mix while well, she was working as a model in New York, like steadily up and up work and walking in like big shows or whatever. Cause I guess somebody was like, oh, you know, in America's Next Top Model internationally, sorry, it's not a, in Top Model internationally, the models tend to be more successful in their actual careers mm-hmm. when they're done with the show. Yeah. I do think that there are successful people from Top Model. It's just weirder yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Come but, on, yeah, and, yeah. And other, and, and yeah. Winnie, Winnie Harlow is from Top mm-hmm. Model as well. So, but, but I think it's more, it's more likely that you'll have a career as a model internationally yeah. if you're on top model. But the- there's something very Elle Woodsian about her approach to acting. And it really does read as if one day she was like, you know what? I was worried about career longevity and I was like, I should probably get into acting. So I took a few acting classes and it's literally like three months after she started taking acting classes. They approached her from Squid Game. Well, I love that apparently her signature look, which is very top model behavior is she has red hair when she models mm-hmm. or she had red hair like had, bright yeah. red hair she doesn't in the show so they didn't no. keep that look i was you were you were talking about how international non-american america's next top model shows um, sorry it's weird because you keep saying america so i know you keep saying it but non-american it's top model, top model yeah. shows the other franchises tend to create more successful people i was thinking about that earlier because i was watching i was i wanted to find you know like America's Next Top Model openings are so corny. It's like, first of all, they're extremely Tyra-centric, and she's like, want to be on top. And then it has the, the cheesiest song. It cuts through all the photos of like the models, and it's just so corny. It looks so cheap and dumb. I was watching the intros for Korea's Next Top Model, particularly the cycle that um, Hoyeon is on. And it's like so much classier, so much more modely, to use that phrase. Like, it's just like so... Um, put together and buttoned up and like high fashion as opposed to like just like cheapo competition reality. And it was like, okay, this instantly tracks just from the opening. But then I read this story from Vogue in 2015 and she's having like coffee and tea with the writer of the article. And then she says, quote, if I happily smile and play around and laugh, ha ha, hoo hoo, yay, laughing like that. I think the photos look cooler, she says smiling. If I just stand here like this, she poses seriously like, oh, I'm a model. Well, I don't think that's what it means to be a model at all. If I show some of my personality in the photos, it looks better, don't you think? And I was like, that sounn't like something out of Tyra Banks's mouth. Yeah, does that sound like the most Tyra Banks shit of all time? Top model behavior right there. <laughs> that top is like, model. She wants to be on top. And the other guy from Squid Game that people are talking about is Gong Yu because he's hot. Is that the deal? And he's like in his 40s. People are like, wow, he's, he's like just Paul Rudd. He's extremely you know? famous. He's extremely famous and he's hot and he's just in it for like two scenes. That's that's oh. why. Like he, it's a cameo. He's the oh, guy who like, okay. he's the guy. It's like a fun cameo. Like if you're very into like Korean cinema specifically it's like you would he's very 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 popular so it's fun that he gets this like sort of substantial cameo in the first episode and i think the last it's like not to go not to go back the big the last big show before this was bridgerton who else is there other than reggae jean page no one nicola i guess but she existed she existed because of dairy girls whatever right you know everyone before bridgerton is on the same project trajectory that they were before maybe except for reggae john page but Mm -hmm. again need to see these people's follow-ups before i can make any judgment need to see what they do next meanwhile like i guess i I suppose i stand anya taylor joy but who else no one you stand anya taylor joy no i really just stand the photo of her drinking starbucks and smoking a cigarette on the curb because i think that that's great okay let's move on so before we end this conversation with Squid Game, gotta quote this great Instagram that Lindsay sent me earlier from Love of Huns, the great Instagram account called If Gemma Collins Was in the Squid Game. You don't have to watch Squid Game to laugh at this. Just listen. I want to hear it again. Would you like to play a game with me? No, I don't want to play any more games. I'm sure you've 
played Dachi before, right? I've had enough of playing games. Play a few rounds of Dachi with me. No! I'm fucking ganged out. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Had to stop the podcast. Um, Not your podcast, but why won't you date me with Nicole Byers? Because Megan Trainer is a guest on it, and Megan Trainer had her contractor install side-by-side toilets so that her and her spy kid husband can take shits together. So, grateful for Sharna. Megan Trainer went on Nicole Byers' podcast last week, and Nicole Byers' podcast, Why Don't You Date Me? Why Won't You Date Me? And in the middle of the conversation, she said this. I'm sure you're going to play the clip. Bro, you, it's weird. It's we too do much. have, and we just got a new house and we did construction. Uh, <laughs> nobody knows this, but in our bathroom, there was one toilet. And a lot of times in the middle of the night when we're with the baby, like we, we got to pee at the same time. So I was like, can we please have two toilets next to each other? So we. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, it is insanity. That's an exclusive. You guys Wait are an exclusive. a minute. <laughs> We got I'm two sorry. sitting Excuse next to each me. other, and we've only pooped together twice. You looked at a contractor, another adult in the face, yes. and you said, we need a bathroom with two toilets next to each other. And, he and that adult and said, okay. He laughed and thought I was joking, and I was like, no, I'm not joking, and then he did it. How <laughs> far apart? Are these two said toilets? No, like next to each, like closer than we are they're now. Right they're right there, they're dude. Bop, bop, bop. Do you use them together? Often. Um, yes, we Often. pee. We pee at the same time a lot. I can't be near him when he poops because his poops smell foul. Okay. Um, and I can't handle it, even if we have poopery. Um, and a lot of times he forgets to do the poopery. But when I'm pooping, I encourage him, come on in. And we're you like, look at this, this. one. Yes, because I'm like, look at this one. Because because I don't poop. Look I didn't I didn't have one. a good like poop life before. Okay. And now we're learning about nutrition, and I'm seeing like my poops are like great now and healthy and every day. And this was obviously pulled out from the episode and tweeted about and aggregated, and it went, I guess, viral-ish because it's such a funny headline, like Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer, comma, husband Daryl Sabara have, quote, toilets next to each other. That's pretty funny. Um, but Megan, after getting this all this attention, she tweeted this. To clear things up, dot, 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 we pooped once together and we laughed and said never again, dot, dot, dot. But he will hang out with me if I'm pooping because we soulmates. And I legit miss him when I'm away from him. And we pee together, obvi. <laughs> That does not clear a thing. That does not clear doesn't it up. Doesn't clear anything up. That, that actually clear makes anything it worse. Up. People were like, "You poop next to each other," and she was like, "Confirmed, we have yes." She was like, "Only once, only S- once." True soulmates, shit, while holding hands. <laughs> but then she says, "Okay, we don't poop together, but when I'm pooping, I like him there." So he's sitting on the toilet, but not pooping. I just love that Megan Trainer went on poor Nicole Byers podcast. Why won't you date me? That's kind of like about Nicole being like, I'm trying to find a boyfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. like even jokingly, whatever at this point. But she goes on and she's like, I'm so in love, like great for you, but I'm so in love with my husband that we shit next to each other while we hold hands, you know? Mm-hmm. That's psycho behavior. Does this seem like, based on what you knew about Megan Trainer going into this, is this surprising to you at no, all? Like that's no. that's the thing that's sort of like fucking with me here. Like, what is the commentary? This the seems only thing like- that's surprising to me is that why are there two toilets in the same bathroom? That seems just like a weird thing to build in there. No, because they they installed it. They, they installed, installed the it. extra toilet. Yeah. The intentionality of it is very weird to me. Like she went up to her contractor and she said. I need two toilets next to each other. The lull of us peeing together and there's two toilets next to each other if we stumbled upon two toilets next to each other. But this is such an intentional thing where it's like you installed two toilets next to each other for mm-hmm. this purpose that it's it true. is really freaky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with this. But again, like that that relationship is very strange and specific and she's spoken a million times about how like Daryl is so perfect for her and finally gets her she never had anyone who understood her so like what is what is a, a bigger sign of extreme total comfort than putting two toilets next to each other you know 
I, I don't mean, know. I don't know. You tell me. Uh, do you remember this brought back great memories? Do you remember this insane press release? Oh, the Love Train press release? Remember yes. that? <laughs> yes, I do. You know you want it, and you can freaking get it, bitch. <laughs> Megan's seducing your ears this V-Day, and you know she knows a thing or two about romance. Unless your phone's been broken for a hot minute, you know that Megan just got married to the ginger from Spy Kids. And trust us when we say, girl is feeling the love. She took a break for a busy schedule to record some fire tracks in Los Angeles alongside frequent collaborators and producers Andrew Wells, Jay Cash, and Tyler Johnson. We know you want to hear songs about the hot newlywed sex Megan and Daryl Sabera are having. Do you see what we did there? Which is why I no. love the banging single All the Ways. Billboard was wet for All the Ways, calling it another fun danceable track to fall in love with. And would Billboard lie to you, girl? This was like so engineered to get me to do this, but I'm falling into the trap. No, like we I, fell for it. Choo choo, no, bitch. We're being manipulated. The love train is leaving the station. You better get on board. I'm on the train. I'm on it's the train. Good. And this writer, bitch. whoever wrote this, I hope that they got a job in. Being the president or something. I don't know. What's a good job? It's a bad job. <laughs> Joe Biden wrote this. <laughs> Joe Biden wrote this and he became the president. I mean, Joe Biden wishes he could write. As always, our Grammy winning diamond single having queen didn't just come to play. She came to slay. <laughs> it's really funny to me the way that Megan Trainer went from like it songwriter, it pop girly songwriter to just like it pop star to this you know like this i mean okay yeah the, the trajectory the trajectory of our celebrities these days is so interesting to me like there's never it's rare for a celebrity to go from kind of on top of the world to completely gone like disappeared they always find something to do you know yeah now she's launched a podcast with her brother called working mm -hmm. on it hey everyone it's megan trainer and i'm her big bro ryan <laughs> <laughs> and we're starting a podcast. It's called Working On It. Yeah. And we're working on just bettering ourselves overall as human beings. Life, sobriety, anxiety. Yes, yes, yes. Motherhood. I am a new mama. Self-esteem. You name it. Listen, you're just going to get a behind-the-scenes look at our lives. Like, she doesn't have to perform music. She doesn't have to sing music. She doesn't have to do shit, but, like, be on the cover of People and talk about putting a toilet next to another toilet on Nicole Byer's podcast and then start a new podcast with her brother. Are you going to listen to that podcast? Are you going to subscribe? Absolutely not. But the thing is, I don't envy the jobs of the tabloid writers who have to figure out what the fuck's on all these podcasts. <laughs> on Working On It, Megan Trainer and her big brother, Ryan Trainer get more honest than ever before. The sibling duo takes on a new topic each week, shares their stories, and brings listeners into the conversation. It's like, no. Even if I liked <laughs> Megan Trainer's music specifically, I why would I want this? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> How is that crossover, you know? I don't know who Ryan Trainer is. Yeah. I exactly. don't know who Ryan Trainer is. Right. Okay, moving on to somebody I don't moving know. On. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of C B D, a little bit of C B distillery, that's getting me goes a long that's way. That's getting me conked right out and, and sleeping through the night it really is i love cb distillery they have not all their products are for sleep some That's are for true. relaxation but like i love the sleep ones they say shh those gummies they sent us i was in a chill vibe all day when i took two of those they're good ass gummies <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? You said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money back guarantee cb distillery is the source to trust hooligans have a 20 percent discount to get you started visit cbdistillery.com and use code who who for 20 percent off that's cbdistillery.com code who cbdistillery.com 
springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low-dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. I just wanted to direct your attention to um, Brooklyn Beckham's recent cooking segment on the Today Show this morning. Um, He pretty badly injured his finger right before they went live. I know we've talked about his hooey cooking skills before, and this just really um, emphasized that he did the whole segment kind of one-handed. And, um, you know, like when you're cooking and maybe you do cut yourself, you kind of finish what you're doing with that finger kind of hobbled off to the side. Like that's what he did for the whole segment. Very hooey behavior. Just wanted to point that out. Grateful for shyness. Bye. Are you fucking kidding me? I didn't notice in this clip that he had hurt himself right before they went live. Yeah. I just noticed how unbelievably dull and uh, uncharismatic, no light in the eyes. I mean, this kid could not have it any less. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. This is the worst. I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? This is one of the worst men in media, but... <laughs> In media? When he's right, he's in in the world. When when he's right, he's right. Piers Morgan retweeted oh. the video of Brooklyn Beckham on Today and wrote, "Worst, most unutterably pointless segment in morning television history." Just the just the lack of a spark you look for, like, light in the eyes, uh, you know, a gift. Even even if it's bad, a, exci- oh, this is exciting. This person is devious. <laughs> this person gives me life. It's like, like if Megan Trainer made a sandwich on Today's Show, it would be compelling. You know, like she's pretty, she's like kooky, she's yeah, loud, she'd she's be really like, irritating. Later when I like, poop this out, I'm gonna be sitting right next to my dear husband who gives me company when I poop. And I'm gonna be like, oh, I shouldn't have put so much sriracha; it hurts. And then the husband's gonna be like, oh, you always say that, Ew, and okay. you know, like it would have been too funny. far, <laughs> too far. But like Megan Trainer, for as insufferable as she is, and irritating, like she's a magnetic personality like she's a talker like brooklyn beckham is barely talking he's barely moving he's it reminds not doing anything me of skillful. like when you meet a friend's kid and let's say they're like seven or eight years old okay maybe a little older like nine or ten and you're like hey like nice to meet you and they're like shut up you know they're in their mind they're like this is so boring this person is so stupid i hate adults like and they yeah. and what they say is like cool okay can i go upstairs mm-hmm. now bye this segment yep. is the equivalent of that interaction you know of hoda meeting hoda meeting a nine-year-old named brooklyn beckham and literally like, trying yeah, to pull out anything from this person who's like and then you put the bacon on and then you and they're like brooklyn da-da-da-da-da. and he's like yeah you know okay da-da-da. and when it, it when would you eat this after like a long night at the pub or just sort of the end of the holiday or any given day Every morning. Every morning. Every morning. Every morning. All right, let's get started. So you yeah. like you like this kind of a pan. I do. I yeah. love the cast iron yeah. skillets. Um, mm-hmm. It's my favorite pan. Okay. Um, and then you start off with... Look at that. That's a bacon, that's Carson. Like, that's, that's like that's the real bacon. stuff. Right. English bacon. Oh, it's the best the bacon. Stuff. You get it sliced thin like that. Yep. What? A rasher of oh, bacon. Oh, by the way, the bacon yeah. connoisseur is Al Roker right there. Oh, Al. amazing. Pork on pork. 
pork very on nice pork. Guy, He's yeah. digging it. Okay. <laughs> so you start with some bacon. Start with some bacon. Yep. Um, and then when mm. the bacon is cooked, mm -hmm. I put it on a paper towel. Yeah. Dab it's it a little bit. Oily. Uh huh. Love that. Um, okay. But he's like, oh, and then here's the bacon, and Hoda's like, oh, this bacon looks great. And he's like, yeah, and then there's sausage. And she's like, oh, sausage, oh, England. Like, it's Hoda just like and Carson and a panel of people eating the breakfast have to overdo it by so much to make up for the lack of anything that this kid is giving them. Are you, I mean, he barely gave them breakfast. Like, it's just... The, the food well, it's is an English breakfast. It's untoasted it's, white bread. Also, it's on untoasted white bread. It's untoasted white bread, and between the untoasted white bread is cold scrambled egg, bacon, and sausage. That's it. And then he like drizzles mustard on it in the in the way that he does it on all of his videos, where it's just like he tries to do like these beautiful drizzlings of of condiments, and it's like please relax. And they do these glamour shot zooms into his tattoos. Very strange. It's just. This is the most irritating kind of nepotism, just on full display. Full display. There's no talent, and he had all of the access in the world. The it's not going to happen-ness of Brooklyn Beckham's cooking career. Stop <laughs> it. Please stop no, it. but I think it is going to happen. That's the problem. Please stop. Enough already. Hi. I'm so sorry. I literally just called you about something else, but um, I just opened Twitter, and I saw a tweet about... Eyal Booker from Love Island and also dating someone he's dating someone you guys will know um doing an absolutely insane ad for the tv show chernobyl on his instagram like it looks like a little like comic book drawing with really weird photos of him um please talk about this <laughs> i'm so confused crunch crunch okay you need to describe what it looks like or else I don't think that this is an audio. It needs to be visualized for the audience. It's Ayal from Love Island. He's a who. We've talked about him before. He's dating Delilah Hamlin. Okay. Hamlin. Describe it. Don't. And it's Ayal. Um, we're used to seeing him shirtless. He's wearing a shirt and it's, it looks almost like photo booth photos. It's like four photos, four faces that he's making. The first one, his hands are covering his head, the sides of his head, and he's sort of doing like a home alone, like what? And Above him, it's written, mind blown, like scribbled in like a beautiful font. And the photo to the right of that is him doing prayer hands in front of him, like sort of nervous. And he's like, <gasps> and above him is written Chernobyl. And then the two photos below, the first one is he's he's touching, he's touching the center of his forehead, sort of like exasperated. And he's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And then the final photo to the right is just sort of a model pose like where he's vaguely looking at the uncomfortable. camera like no it's not even modeling it's just like i'm look vaguely uncomfortable oh now i have to watch your mobile and then behind him in those two photos are old newspaper oh god uh, covers from the chernobyl disaster time do period. we think and he, that and he, <laughs> al knew about what chernobyl was before this no no he'd never heard about it he didn't really even know that nuclear power existed. He, he, This whole thing was new to him. I'm not even sure he knew about the Ukraine. The caption literally is, add, have you seen Chernobyl? <laughs> Sky <laughs> TV captivated me like never before with this gripping drama series ex exploring the true accounts of the one of the worst nuclear accidents in the history of mankind and the heroes that gave and put their lives on the line to save Europe. Who wrote this? Clearly, it's They him. put apostrophe S, heroes, apostrophe S, yikes. There's a reason Chernobyl picked up nine BAFTAs, including miniseries and leading actor. A while ago, too. Incredibly gripping and shocking account of what happened, and I'd highly recommend watching not only for not only an educational standpoint, but a thrilling and drama-filled watch. Thanks, Al. Half of me is like, this is insane. How did they even pick him? Was he on the list? Did they go specifically out to him? Is he just you know one of an, inf an influencer that they go to? And then half of me is like... Whoever decided to do this is a genius. They're like, let's get the dumbest kid from Love Island to promote Chernobyl on Sky TV. I just feel like a lot of people watched Chernobyl. It was a huge show. It was no Squid Game, but it was a big show. So it's sort of like this reeks to me of them like looking through the the demographics where this show hit. And it's like, we got a lot of older people. We got a lot of millennials maybe, but let's like go down. 
this is almost like an ad for like the DVD release or the or the <laughs> right. paperback release of the project. It feels insane. It feels late. Why? Why AL Booker? Like seriously, why? Why? I'm a yal. I'm 22. I'm from London, and I'm a model. I kind of believe that. In a past life, I was some kind of monkey. The emoji that best describes me, um, I would say, is either the dancing man emoji or the emoji with its tongue out. Just a crazy one, really. He's dating... Uh, he's Delilah Hamlin. Delilah Hamlin, whose sister was dating Scott Disick. I was reading um, a story that was like... What was it? What is it called? Oh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Delilah Hamlin and A.L. Booker's relationship timeline. And one of them at the bottom said... They were spotted fighting in public. And then it says, In January 2021, the young couple was photographed removing items from a car trunk on the streets of Los Angeles. In several of the photos, A.L. was seen letting out an angry scream while Delilah appeared to be teary-eyed. So they got all this coverage. A.L. Booker and Delilah Hamlin are fighting in public. And after those headlines happened, A.L. or Delilah's publicists reached out for a correction. And the rep said, There was no row. He hit his hand on the car boot and was in pain while he was unloading bags for charity. So it completely reframes these photos where he's screaming. He's just like, he hit his hand and it looks like a scream in pain instead of an actual fight. And she's looking off at him like, are you okay, baby? You can't make that up, though. You really can't make that up. That's a very specific excuse that I'm going to kind of buy into. And then he, and then I realized that he, they have a YouTube channel. Well, he had one that he turned into their joint YouTube channel and it has maybe five or six videos on it. It's kind of bleak, but I do love last. that they together did two different, we're going on, we're doing traveling vlogs during COVID videos. We traveled to, to Mexico for work and got to explore the beautiful country premiered on January 11th, 2021. And someone commented, rich people really live completely different lives compared to the rest of us. The delusion lol. How about influencers stop going to Mexico and infecting the Mexican people? They got a point, and then they stopped making videos. <laughs> They're not doing well on YouTube. That's not really there. I don't think really that's their format. But I do like that one year ago, he got 346,000 views for a men's curly hair tutorial. <laughs> hey, guys, and welcome to my YouTube channel. So I've been getting a lot of questions recently about what I do to get my hair the way that it is, what products I use, do I use a hairdryer, do I shampoo and condition, all of that stuff. So I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to try and keep this short and simple because nobody wants a long, dragged out video. Anyways, go watch Chernobyl. Bobby said it was good. I never saw it. It blew my mind. It, <laughs> it captivated me like never before. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, I've been getting this ad for a new NBC show, which, I mean, or maybe it's a peacock. I don't know. I'm not going to watch it. But it's called Ordinary Joe. And... I keep getting this ad, and I keep thinking it's a Lee Pace, but the guy looks really straight. So, like, who is this straight Lee Pace guy from the show Ordinary Joe, where it's like sliding doors, but like triple sliding doors? So, um, yeah, okay. So, who is like the Ordinary Joe guy? Who is straight Lee Pace? Is there literally any show more embarrassing than This Is Us? I don't know. I also watch. A lot of seasons of Supernatural, so... Crunch, crunch. Grateful for Sharna, Leanne, Christine. Okay, Ordinary Joe, I... Ordinary Joe blew my mind when I, like, first saw the billboard for Ordinary Joe because it seems like... It seems like a fake show in, like, a, a sitcom. It's only natural to wonder, what if? Sorry. This is yours. I'm Joe. I mean, me. And what is it that you want to do? I'm going to be the next Billy Joel. <laughs> Guy can dream, right? What if I asked out that girl I just met? No, that's, I just, I, yeah, it feels like a 30 Rock parody of a show. And the it other. It feels like a 30 Rock parody of a show. The other thing yeah. is like James Wolk in my brain is the Lucy Hale of network TV where like <laughs> people, they're just like still trying to make him happen. They're like, this guy, yeah. he's got something. He's handsome and white and tall what's the deal why won't people like watch him why won't he connect with audiences right like it's an, he needs to connect with it's audiences like an ex exhausted network execs like just throwing paper at the wall screaming at their assistant like wow you know like zoo was a failure why you know what was zoo <laughs> what was zoo he started why can't we make josh Wolk happen yeah. james the the poster james, james. james Wolk. 
Oh, God. It's three James Wolks. One of them is in scrubs and a stethoscope. One of them is singing, like, on a stage, and the other one is a cop. And it says, one man, three destinies, ordinary Joe. It's like... He's not as much of a um, pilot one-hit wonder flop as Lucy Hale, but he definitely has, like... They've tried to make him happen now multiple times. He originally did happen in terms of this jumping off point on Mad Men. He was on Mad right. Men. That's I never watched Mad Men, but I know who Insane. he is because I'm familiar with the meme. Not great, Bob. Hold that. How are you? Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. And also he had the thighs. He wore the short shorts. He's very and he was hot. Like, that photo was No, everywhere. like he had yeah. an incredible week when his he showed off his thighs on madman even it mm-hmm. even got to bobby bobby even got the the memo oh i saw his thighs i saw his thighs and i also watched watchmen so i've seen him in watchmen because he was one of the villains in watchmen he's a cutie but he really has um stop trying to make him happen is what i'm trying to say it's just he's one of those people who something it's like we say about lucy hale like they must do well in the room because it's like Austin Swift. People are very convinced that this person is the second coming and they keep pushing him in front of us and I'm just not sure I'm convinced. Yeah. Are you? No. Yeah, I'm not I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Not at all. Not gonna happen, Bob. <laughs> not gonna happen, Bob. Oh, that's like me saying that to you. That's good. Not gonna happen, Bob. Well, Bob, it's just not gonna happen. All right. Not great, Bob. Hi. Long time, long time. This is a bit late. But I'm sure at this point we've all seen the video of Shawn Mendes talking about Camila Cabello's dress and saying it's giving Cher. Um, so I guess my question is, does Cher know who Shawn Mendes is? And then part B, does Cher know who Camila Cabello is? Thank you, crunch, crunch. Bye. It's giving, it's giving share. I will say I am, I enjoyed it's giving share, but I am much more enjoyed the follow up. It's giving dots, which was when Camille Cabello retweeted some outfit she wore with polka dots on it and said it's giving dots. It's almost as like yeah, this the, couple the learned. No, it's giving. It's dots almost like funnier. this couple learned about it's giving as a phrase together. You know, they both managed to like literally deploy it the same week. <laughs> Like, what are they doing? It's like, imagine their conversations at home. Like, actually don't because it's going to completely destroy your brain. Right. But like, Im- like this is how they talk. They probably get very stuck on certain phrases. Like, they think they're so funny. Camila's like picking up a spoon being like, it's giving spoon. And Shawn Mendes is just fucking <laughs> cracking the hell up. Right. Like him saying <laughs> it's giving share to her is probably like an inside joke to them almost, even though the rest of the world was yeah. like, it's giving uh, closeted. Like, what is it giving? giving? It's giving share. They're making stuff in their like gigantic like Vitamix. And he's like, it's giving superfood. <laughs> and she's like, mm, it's giving yum. Like they probably right. have full conversations like this. Right. right. You know who I think poops next to each other? Shawn Mendes oh, and Camila Cabello. Sure. <laughs> it's giving fiber. They're turning on their bidets. It's giving fresh. Does share their bidets. It's giving clean. Sh- uh, does share? It's giving share. Does share know about these two? The question really is: Does share keep up with popular music? Because I think she does. Because she goes to all these award shows. Like, I mean, she doesn't I, go to all of them, but she goes to a lot of them. I think share knows who both of these yeah, people I are. Think so too. I think she knows who Camila Cabello is. I think that she knows who Shawn Mendes is. I would go as far as to say I could think I think she could pick them out of a lineup. Really? Out of a lineup? She's like part of... It's like, uh, who was the other older... You think Camila uh, Cabello uh, could uh, pick... Elton John. Yeah, but he pays attention. Do you, you think that Cher could pick Camila Cabello out of a lineup, though? Okay, maybe I think If that. you showed Cher all the girls of Fifth Harmony and said, which one's Camila Cabello, you think she could I was choose? about to say... I'm not even sure the girls of Fifth Harmony could pick Camila Cabello out of a lineup. Or they would just, they would simply, they would simply refuse to. They would simply refuse to. All right. It's giving next call. Is Betty Boop a who now? Or is she like still a Sam? Okay. Crunch, crunch, scarjo, yummy pop. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. Is Betty Boop a who or a them? Okay, ready? Okay, I'm ready. One two three them them she's definitely yeah, a them uh, don't you do i don't even know what else to say she's a them. betty boop is a them do you follow her on twitter betty boop yeah she's so no. funny on twitter 
image macros. Is it Betty be Boop like News? Betty Boop. At Betty She'll Boop be News. like, have a good weekend. And it's like Betty Boop like flipping a burger at the grill. It's so funny. <laughs> There's a photo of uh, an illustrated Betty Boop put into an actual photo of fall leaves falling, like autumn leaves falling. And she's holding a doggy up in the air and it says, who else loves October? Yeah. <laughs> October 1st, fall Friday. It's perfect. Someone responded, at Betty Boop News, I love October, Betty Boop. <laughs> oh my God, hi, new voicemail left. Um, long time, long time. Is Kathy Najimi, Najimi, Najimi? Kathy Najimi. I'm drunk, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> who are them? Okay, I guess it's appropriate to answer this because it's like spooky seasons, so like Hocus Pocus <sighs> is like back in the in rotation. You know, it's that year again. It's that time of the year again where we have to care about Hocus Pocus. I like Hocus Pocus. Kathy Najimy was also a tarot reader on Morning Show. Oh, I saw in the most contrived scene ever where Jennifer Aniston has to go to a New Year's party for no reason. And then Kathy Jamie's like, oh, what did she tell her? Like, <laughs> you're a bitch or whatever. <laughs> You're going to have a bad year or whatever. It's like things are getting bad for yeah, you. Yeah, well. You're stressing. Things are getting bad for me as soon as I press play on that show, so. Uh, God, trying to like push anything on the Apple TV app is like a complete disaster. <laughs> push. Push. Okay. Okay. Kathy and Jimmy, who are them? Ugh. One, two, three. Who? Who? <laughs> who? Who? Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I'm calling you literally from Greece right now to talk about the fact that Bowling for Soup covered that song, Stacy's Mom, which is by Fountains of Wayne, but apparently everybody thought it was a Bowling for Soup song. So on this EP they did, they literally said that. Everyone thought they sang it anyway, so they fucking did it. Um... Is this who behavior or them behavior? Bowling for soup, who or them? And does the fact that the Bowling for Soup singer guy, he does all the voice for Chuck E. Cheese, like the brand and the character, does that make him who or them? Um, crunch, crunch, me literally in Greece, Ephesus. Uh, Crunch, crunch. Bowling for Soup was so hooey that people thought they sang Stacy's mom, so they just sang it anyway, so they could just be like, yeah, we sing it. And Bowling for Soup sounds like Fountains of Wayne in terms of like the structure of the band name. Right. But I think everything that you're saying, oh, you're talking all about of like, this evidence. Like verbally, it sounds like it, not verbally. Bowling for Soup, Fountains of Wayne. Like it makes sense that you would confuse those two names, you know? But I think for sure that everyone involved in this situation is a who, from the two bands to the member. Jarrett Reddick, I think, is who the caller was talking about, who also voices Chuck E. Cheese or something. Like, Insane. I think everyone top who? to bottom is is a who. who? Right? Who? who? Stacy's mom, though, is Stacy's mom of them song or a who song. I would say even the song is a who. No, I'd say it's a them. That was sort of a, that was a one hit wonder song. Right, but I think all one hit wonders are kind of themy. Or you think they're hooey. Yeah, hmm. Actually, true. maybe they're hooey. Well, they're one-hit wonders in that everybody kind of knows them. And actually, being a one-hit mm-hmm. wonder almost intensifies the knowledge of you because of your one-hit wonder. And, and it kind of creates this, like, aura up around the idea of being a one-hit wonder. Be a fascination yeah. with the idea that it's just a, you know, like, chumbawamba, you know? Uh-huh. Tup thumping. Yeah. yeah. Tup thumping. Interesting. Yeah. But it is ultimately yeah. hooey to have a one-hit wonder. To be a one-hit wonder is who we. But the one-hit wonder the song itself, itself is, is themmy. Themmy. Okay, so Stacey's mom is a them. Everyone else is a who. <laughs> Everyone okay. else. Can you name a Bowling for Soup song? Absolutely not. But I know they have hits. Because she's watching wrestling, creaming over tough guys, listening to rap metal, turntables in her eyes. It's like a bad movie. She's looking through me. If you were me, then you'd be screaming someone shoot. That's very like me. That's very like peak me listening to the radio in the car. Also, you were like ew, <laughs> like, I hate this. Skip it. But it was the radio. Turning back to Delilah, like it's one hundred one point nine time, honey. Like no, we're done with ninety six point one because I don't like this. Yeah, I had no idea that was Bowling for Soup. Huh. Hmm. Okay. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, calling in with a really important um, question. So important that I set myself 
an email reminder to call you about it at work at 2 in the morning. Which plant-based meat substitute is more of a them? Impossible meat or beyond meat? Uh, food for thought. Crunch, crunch. Food for thought. Which which brand? It's annoying because it's which brand. Which brand mm-hmm. is themier? And it's actually funny because the mm-hmm. technology of it is still like such a it's still specific, so I do feel like you have to include the brand because there's no name yeah. for it that is generic yet. Mm-hmm. So you have to say impossible or beyond. I've seen plant ba- plant based meat, I guess, is what. You- but it's like that's so different than veggie burger. Like last night, I got a burger, and I would have gotten maybe the veggie burger, but it was a beyond. And I said I'd rather just get a. Bur- I'm just gonna get a regular burger. Like I get that it's there's a difference, but I just like I don't want a fake meat burger right now. I'd rather have either a veggie or a real. You wanted real meat. Anyways, mm-hmm. beyond slash impossible. I've seen them both. To their both of their credits, they both are really good ways to describe it. I'm trying to think like which ones I see. I think I see Beyond more too, but I prefer Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> like I just. Well, I do like the idea. It's like this burger is fucking impossible, and actually, it was up until like last year. You know, when it was invented. Mm-hmm. Texture wise, they got it down. I love the texture of a of a plant based burger a lot, and I I prefer Impossible. I think Beyond is them here. The plant-based meat conversation is like really ramping up and has over the past like I would say year. So like I think both of these brands are them's. If you're in the grocery store, it's not hard to find these anymore. No, it used, it used to be, to be a little hard. hard. It's not no, hard it's anymore. not at all. Not hard at all. Yeah. But I think that Beyond I see more. Beyond I think I think Impossible is better, but I think Beyond is them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that. We saw that settled yeah. that. Send it send it to the companies. Send it to the man. <laughs> I don't know what that even means. Okay, thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. Call in at 619 Who Then to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Uh, thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our read a theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research assistant, for providing all sorts of help. Uh, thank you for supporting us on Patreon.com hey, social weekly for what? more bonus episodes. Come see us on tour. Uh, I'd love to shout out some places we'd love to sell more tickets. And I would say one of them would be Detroit and one of them would be Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And what- <laughs> I'd love to shout out. If you live in Detroit and Atlanta and you're on the fence about coming to see us live, I got to say, Seattle, do it. why not? Seattle. Gotta do it. Seattle, why not? And Seattle. Buy tickets in Seattle. Let's- so we'll see you all soon. Bye. Have a great weekend. Bye. You will drive us. Bobby, I was giving her feedback from my boyfriend that I was not high energy enough on my previous message. Long time, long time. I am calling about the ScarJo Keep the Roll new sign off um, because as a, your biggest Minnesota fan, I have to make sure that Rose Totino, inventor of Totino's Pizza Rolls and iconic female businesswoman, entrepreneur, um, is a Minnesota resident. We used to play in high school against Totino Grace High School, which was named after them. So anyway, Justice for Rose, you know, is no ScarJo. And okay, bye. Thank you. <laughs> Titanic is on Netflix. Back to you, Cisco. A new era for Hayden Panettiere. A Hayden Panettiere era. Crunch, crunch.